I miss you. I miss you too. So FYI, guys, um, if you're going to be one of those people that's like, oh my God, they talk too much. This is not the episode for you. Um, <laughs> Just FYI. Also, screw the person who left that review when I was on my fucking vacation. Well, first of all, stop checking that shit when you're on vacation. Second of all, screw that person for sure. Mostly because it's like, okay, I feel like people need to understand that negative reviews aren't necessarily meant for like, hey, this wasn't exactly my cup of tea. Like, yeah, just because it's not your cup of tea does not mean that it's like, like one star because it's your opinion that it just wasn't your thing. Or one star because there was actually something bad about it. Yeah, like we were racist or right. homophobic. Not because you don't like when we talk about Diet Dr. Pepper. Or we said something like just completely, completely incorrect and then refused anybody's attempts to correct yeah. us. Yeah. Like, that I would understand. But, like, they talk too much about their own lives. Um, hi. Yes, I'm Susan. That's Caroline. This is what we do. So... <laughs> Uh, and, you know, the people who really enjoy our podcast, shout out to all, like, ten of you. <laughs> Just kidding. There's more than ten, but you know who you are. Um, they love our back and forth. That's, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, there are there are so many true crime podcasts that are just like very much these are the facts this is what happened like please go find one of those if that's your thing that's cool that's not what we do because there are already people that do that right and i've said it before i'll say it again we have a type the type of podcast where we go back and forth and there's laughter and we're funny about things i as a podcast listener do not like those type of podcasts but i'm not going to leave a bad review Right. Like, just find a podcast you enjoy. <laughs> I mean, I've listened to podcasts that I genuinely, the reason I stopped listening is because I didn't like the presenter's voice. Oh, same. Like, but I'm not going to go leave them a bad review and be like, I didn't like your voice. No, no, Sorry. no way. But I've definitely left a lot of podcasts like, like that. Me. That's my preference. Yeah. Anyway. Well, good thing we have such sexy seductive we have the best beautiful voices <laughs> put your so, ass into it hi i'm susan I'm Caroline. Oh. <laughs> See, this is why we can't do this. Okay, let's try that again. We'll just ink. Rewind. Hi, I'm Susan. And I'm Caroline. And this is Wild and Woke Podcast. And once a week, we get together and we talk about all sorts of things. Sometimes it includes Diet Dr. Pepper. There's usually going to be a little true crime, some mystery, maybe some conspiracies, but none of that QAnon bullshit. And definitely um, some UFOs and some Bigfoot. What is the plural of Bigfoot? Anyway. Um, big, big feet? We <laughs> Big feet? Bigfoot? <laughs> if you're a Bigfoot, please let us know what you yeah. prefer. Please. <laughs> oh, I um I saw something so funny. So you know that uh, two, 
I don't know, the 21st, I think, was National Naked Hiking Day. I saw that, and I saw your post about, I feel like Bigfoot loves this. Oh, yeah, Bigfoot loves this. So, my reaction to that was, I don't know, I feel like Bigfoot's like, (sighs) could you all please just go back to where you came from? So, I lived, I mean, I think probably everybody knows this at this point. I lived in Austin for, like, 20 years, and Austin has... Two different festivals, South by Southwest and Austin City Limits, which is now a festival in addition to being a TV show. And it's great. Don't get me wrong. Those things are amazing. However, when you're a local in Austin and the time rolls around for those things, you're just like, I'll be in my cave. Like, yeah. And that's how yeah. I feel Bigfoot would feel about. <laughs> that's like, exactly how he feels. I'll be in my cave. Enjoy the forest or whatever. I'll be in my cave. <laughs> also, are there is there more than one Bigfoot? Or is it like the one and he just travels or teleports to different locations? The real questions are being asked over at Wild and Woke. I clearly needed this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this episode... I'm pretty sure if you follow us on social media, you saw um, our text exchange about how I don't even know how tall Susan is. (laughs) And we've been doing this for a year. And I'm assuming you don't know how tall I am. And I just, like, randomly was obsessing about that the other night. (laughs) So we're going to play Get to Know Us, Get to Know Me, Get to Know Susan, Get to Know Us as a whole. Um, I don't know how tall you are, but I have a guess. (gasps) Yes. I think you're five six. Oh bitch, I'm five five. So close. <laughs> so I wish I was five six. That inch would really make a difference in my life. Uh yeah, definitely. An inch definitely makes a difference. So I wanna know how tall you think I am. Okay, I think you're like five ten. I would love to be five ten. I'm five eight. Oh, but I was close. Very close. <laughs> You just give off major tall girl energy. <laughs> Thank you. I so fun fact. Um, I've been five eight since I was twelve. Same. I stopped growing in like sixth grade. So I had like these like tall, like really tall girl aspirations. Like maybe I could be like five ten, five eleven, and then you know, middle school kept going, and I. Like was started off taller than everybody, and by the end of middle school, I wasn't taller than. <laughs> by the time I was a freshman, like all of the boys that I had been towering over were like now six feet tall, and I was still five eight. I'm like, mm. you know what? I always got made fun of for being taller than everyone. I also had boobs before everyone, which meant oh, I also had acne before everyone. So I always got like picked on and made fun of, and then we got into high school, and I feel like I hit. You know, I hit my plateau in, like, middle school, and I get into high school, and I'm like, oh, yeah, everyone's um, going to be taller than me. Nobody fucking grew. I was still the tallest one in high school. What the fuck? So, because I grew so much so fast, I mean, I was always tall, but, like, from fifth grade to sixth grade, it was, like, a huge change. Like, I went from wearing little kids' clothes to, like, maybe like a couple of months of wearing like the smallest like women's sizes mm-hmm. to being like a five six yeah in like a few months 
That's crazy. So I always felt like I was so much bigger than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't share clothes with any of my friends. Did they have limited I also too? had boobs. Or limited, limited too when you were a kid? Yes. Well, I could never yes, shop there. So um, my favorite place to shop when I was that age was Express. Mm. It was very chic in the early yeah. 90s. <laughs> well... I mean, it still was kind of in this. Yeah, I guess it still was. It kind of still was. It stuck around for a while. Yeah, it did. Um, I could never shop at Limited 2. Or, you know, like, I could shop at Abercrombie and I could buy tops, but I could never buy bottoms. So. Because I was, I, like, a 12. I don't think that I have in my life, like, maybe, like, a little while in that like middle school before I mean I've always had a big butt which by the way when big butts became popular I was like this is my moment <laughs> like, like I'm getting shit for having a big ass my whole life and now it's a popular I'm wearing all the things <laughs> like, yeah Girl, but do it was it. weird when that first started happening it was very strange because like I didn't know that that was suddenly in I was like, y'all are playing. This isn't real. It was just, no, it was like, it was the strangest. I have to tell you, people are weird. Because it was the strangest thing. And it just sort of happened overnight. All of a sudden, I was dating a musician at the time. So I was in bars a lot. I was about to say people in bars. And then I realized it's going to come off like, why are you in the bar all the time? His occupation hazard. But people would start coming up to me and being like, oh, my God. You have the greatest ass. Can I buy you a drink? And I'm like, what? sure. Or like women would come up and be like, oh my God, this is so weird. But can I slap your ass? I wish a woman would. I give you permission. I, well, and I was always like, um, sure. Slap <laughs> like, it. But it was like, it was a minute between like the time that people started like making comments about it. To when it was like all of a sudden in all of the media. And I'm like, where did this come from? But I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm glad that women started catching on to men's butts. Because let me tell you who has a um, undercover juicy booty. My husband. Tell me. Husband. I, I love a nice butt. I'm on a man. It is so underrated. And so when it so got underrated. started gaining popularity, I was excited about that. Yeah, I'm all about And you know what else is nice on a man? Nice legs. I feel like they're like, do not get enough love. I love a man with nice legs. Like, shut all about. Like, don't be wearing jeans all the time. We need some shorts. We need to see that. I'm all about thighs. And I'm, I've am i been begging my husband to just, like, ditch the basketball shorts and get some sweet little six-inch, seven-inch inseam. Oh, my with God. With, like, a thigh tattoo. Basketball shorts and buy him some of those. <laughs> I did. My mom got him a pair of like shorter khaki shorts, and they look um, amazing on him, like chef's kiss. That. I want to ask you a question. Ask me. Okay, what are three words you would use to describe yourself? Only three. I can cut. Like, if you need to think about it, I can cut some time out. Yeah. Um. So I can give you one for sure, but it's. Like, I would use it to describe myself because it's the word that my mother uses to describe me. <laughs> Not necessarily because I would have picked it for myself. Yeah. Her word to describe me is intense. 
sure that that's a word I would necessarily but because it's so ingrained like it's the first thing that comes to my mind but that's not even a negative thing and she doesn't mean it in a negative way most of the time it's just that you know she's gonna hear this episode (laughs) she's gonna hear this episode because she's a patreon before anyone else and she's gonna message you and be like Susan you're being too intense She's like, well, here's the thing. She's going to be like, and you were even intense in describing that I describe you as intense. So do you have two words then? Two other words? um, Quirky. Yeah, for sure. Um, Intuitive. Oh, I like that one. That's such a good word to describe you. How do you feel like, how do you feel like you're intuitive? Like you can like just your, your gut intuition, you just know, like, yeah, I, I can, I read people really well and not like in a, like I focus on it. It's just, yeah. When I see somebody or talk to them, like I pick up things about them that I think I always thought everybody did that. And apparently that's not entirely true. Um, but yeah, like my, when I have, like, when my gut instinct is like, hey, this is, this is a person you don't want to spend time around, I don't ignore that anymore. It's never been wrong. That's such I've a never good... had that feeling like I shouldn't trust somebody, and then not, if I ended up being like, no, I should ignore that, something always happens to prove me right. Yeah. So I don't question it anymore. It's just... This, you know, if I run into somebody, talk to somebody, whatever, and my instinct is no, I just like nope. That we is such associate. That's and it works the same way the other way around. I can I pick my people very specifically. Yeah. And I always know pretty much right away. Like either you're like you're one of my people. Uh, me? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't have done this podcast if you hadn't been. I love that. Like, you immediately, I was just like, oh, yes. 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 She's one of my people. <laughs> Same with Chris. Chris is one of my people. Like, yeah. immediately, I was like, oh, yeah, you're my people. Um, I just love, I love your three. Intense, quirky, and intuitive. So what would your it. three be? Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. Because I haven't even thought about it. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> oh, fuck. <sighs> Three words to describe myself. I'm going to say bubbly. I feel like I'm bubbly. Definitely. Bubbly. Um, determined. For sure. Is that a word to describe me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Fuck me. I don't fucking know. I've got I've got one. 
compassionate. Compassionate. See, I was going along those lines. I was going to say faithful and like anything I do, but compassionate is really good. I like that. Yeah, I think that's true. And definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like when you first, I'm awkward at first and I'm, I'm fucking still awkward. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm awkward and bubbly. (laughs) Not just awkward. I, I have a feeling that maybe other people think I'm awkward, but I never feel awkward about myself, really. So, like... Yeah. (laughs) I don't have that. I always feel Sometimes, in retrospect, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they thought I was weird. (laughs) Hey, let me go back to where where you were talking about being intuitive and, like, being able to read people. Because I've been thinking about this a lot lately that I need to move this so I can talk to you because I'm just looking at these black foam things. (laughs) Um, so when I'm in a conversation with someone, I make a lot of eye contact, mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, and I feel like I can pick up on what they're thinking without them saying it. Yeah. Like by the way their eyes move and their facial feature, like how they're like, I just, and it's really all in their face. Yeah. So there's actually a study of that. Um, is it microfacial something? There was actually, there was a TV show about it a few years ago. And now I can't think of what it was called, but like the main character's area of expertise is being able to analyze these like microfacial expressions. Mm -hmm. And they talked a lot about it, like enough that I was like, I have to read more about like, is this a real thing? And apparently it is. And they can like, when they can slow down video they can point out like these teeny tiny little movements wow and I think it makes perfect sense that those are things that you we pick up on even if we're not it's not like you see them do it but you just like if you're watching their face your brain catches what your eyes aren't really telling you in the moment yeah oh if that makes any sense it does. For me, but if you don't understand it, guys, sorry. <laughs> okay. What song do you have completely memorized? And I can't wait to tell you mine. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> you have to pick one. <laughs> Because I know you probably have a lot. I'll just give you the first one that came to mind. It is definitely not the only one, but the first one that came to mind is Ice Ice Baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's such a good one, though. (laughs) Ice Ice Baby. So how old were you when Ice Ice Baby came out? So when I was 10. I don't even know. what, What? I don't even know. Okay, so. 10? I think it was 1990. It was 90 or 91. So when I turned, I think I, either when I turned 10 or maybe it was when I turned 11, I got my first CD player, which was fancy as fuck. Like a handheld CD player or like a. Like a stereo with a CD player, which, I mean, this is, this is like 90, 91. Yeah. So like CDs were like a new thing. Yeah. And the first three CDs that I got was Vanilla Ice. Um, Wilson Phillips and 
MC Hammer. Oh my God. That's amazing. And why do I remember? I don't, I can't even tell you, but what I can tell you is that I can see, like I have the picture in my mind of opening that and those three CDs and that stereo. Like I can see it. What color was your stereo? Black. They were all black. <laughs> oh my God. Was it like a, just a single CD? Oh yeah. Did was... it have a cassette thing on it? Um, yeah, no, it had actually, I'm pretty sure that it had dual cassettes mm-hmm. so that you could like actually make mixtapes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a mixtape girl from way back. Like love is a mixtape. I never did mixtapes. I was always the, I was the generation, although I think we're the same, you're a millennial, right? I'm technically an older millennial. I mean, X, not Z. I'm technically X. What? Yeah, I'm like, we're, my age group, like the five years, I want to say it's 75 to 80, Mm -hmm. so five, six years. Um, I think they termed us Xennials because we were so... We're technically part of Gen X, but our experience was much more like millennials than most of Gen X. Okay. So um, I'm a yeah. I'm baby Gen X. I'm double hearing myself. Can you, is it sound weird on your end? No, you sound normal to me. Weird. Okay, it's gone yeah. now. Um, I always burn CDs. Yes. Um, was that, that's what I did. But I did have cassette tapes. I remember... My first cassette tape that my mom gave me was in Vogue. I mean. Nice. Yeah. And then I remember vividly them giving me a Sublime CD and a salt and pepper CD and a uh, Natalie Merchant CD. So random. My mom and my dad have the most random I really want there to be like a psychological profile built from the fact that those are (laughs) the music. They're like salt and pepper because look. There's things you need to know about. <laughs> oh, shit. I time because we smoke pot, and someday you will, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Natalie Merchant, because it's okay to be a sad bitch sometimes. I was just about to say Natalie Merchant, because look, we all got to cry. <laughs> I have two funny stories that I'm going to tell you real quick about those three CDs. Yeah. So the Sublime CD that I, and I had like a CD player, like the pop top CD player with the headphones and I would wear it everywhere. And so we were all going to the grocery store or something. And I had my CD player, I was listening to Sublime and it was Caress Me Down. And I had memorized it by this point because I listened to it so much because I didn't have that many CDs. And I just remember talking about um, his mushroom tip Drip, drip, drip. And my dad whipped his head around in the back seat. <laughs> and he said, don't you ever sing that part again. <laughs> but I had no idea. I mean, no. I was young. Um, so that was funny. And then another one was the salt and Pepper CD. I did competitive dancing. And mm-hmm. so we would go to competitions and I'd walk around and I was at the hotel and I had my CD player and I was walking around singing, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's and I was like, 10? Yeah. <laughs> but my parents are awesome parents. So my thing about stuff, like I, I keep seeing things lately that's like, if you grew up in the 90s, find the song that you absolutely shouldn't have been listening to. I'm like, here's the thing though. 
the fact that we listened to it and had no idea what it was talking about is why it's totally fine that we were listening to it. Oh God, totally. I had no idea. It would have been more disturbing if we had known what, why it was, like, we had no clue. No clue. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. That's, I love that you were singing about mushroom tips through the grocery store. I just, my poor parents, I think and think back about that. Like, but they chose to give me those CDs. Oh, t- my, so my mom's going to deny this. They, she really tried to like limit what I, like what my music consumption was. Mm-hmm. And that did not, did not go well. She tried though. She tried. She did. And I think she came to the realization that like, you know what, you're going to hear it. You might as well just, just hear it. I think music is so important. Music definitely a hundred percent helped shape who I am today. A hundred percent. And it's weird. I'm such a, like music is such a big thing, but I don't really know where that comes from because neither of my parents like it's not like they don't like music, but neither one of them is particularly, like, all about music. Yeah. My mom listens to mostly old country and music, like, between the mid-50s and, like, 1968-69. Okay. That's very specific. Which is, and it's all great music. Yeah, oh, totally. like... I started kindergarten before I found out that that wasn't contemporary music. <laughs> so they just didn't play, like, the radio and stuff? We listened only to that. Like, I don't, I'm sure we probably did, but yeah, mostly what we listened to was that or my dad likes classical music. Really? But that's really his, music is like, banging. Huh? Classical music is good. It is good. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that I actually, like, I mean, I listened to it as a kid. Yeah. I have since found out that that's not necessarily normal. Yeah. I took a music appreciation class. I had to take a music appreciation class, which was comical to me at the time. Because, I mean, I did, I was in band in high school. I play piano. I, like, I was just like, really? But what I found out is that more than half of that class of like 25-ish people had never heard classical music before. Wow. Well, it was Texas. True. But still. I know that's, yeah. I was just like, what? And that was totally normal for you. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. And I listened to I listened to a very broad spectrum of music. Mm-hmm. I listened to 40s music all the way through current music. Oh, yeah. Of oh pretty God, much 40s? every genre. Wow. I think the farthest I go back that I actually enjoy is the 60s. I mean, I'll listen to it. Like, classical music is good. My grandma, when she has XM radio, and she'll listen to, like, 40 stuff and it is good but I don't like sit there that's not what I choose to listen to yeah I mean I just listen to so much I mean pretty much I don't listen to that much rap I don't like rap god I sound like the whitest fucking person ever I'm gonna (laughs) cut that out (laughs) look we're 
we are white. It's okay that to not. Yeah. I don't. I don't really dislike it. It's just not like it's not what I go for most of the time. But somebody turned me on to uh, my friend Michael Moreland turned me on to Run the Jewels, and that is good shit. Yeah. Okay. He's I'll from look it Houston. Up. Apparently, kind of in kind of politically active. Um, Run the jewels. I feel like I've heard of that before. It's it's good. Like I I actually like that's one of the probably the few that I like genuinely will turn on like because I'm in the mood to listen to it as opposed to just sometimes I listen to music that I don't like rap that I don't go for usually mm-hmm. because I feel like if you you have to stretch your your ear. Yeah. If you're not used to something, then your your brain's kind of normal reaction is just to go, ugh. Mm-hmm. So I listen to stuff that I wouldn't normally listen to just to kind of like keep that yeah. mental bias at bay. Except Christian music. I'm not listening to that crap. <laughs> we have our limits. I have my limits. I'm human. <laughs> I fucking love music. I just, I could, we could talk about that all day. Oh, ask, cool. ask, yeah, ask a question. Um, it can be like the, the easiest fucking question. Oh, okay, I have, okay. okay. I think everybody has a Disney princess who they want to be, but also the one who they know they actually are. Oh my God. And you know what? I know exactly who it is. Okay. My, I feel like my mom would say the same thing. Merida is who you want to be or who you are? Who I want to be. Okay. I don't really know all the Disney princesses. There's Cinderella, Snow White. Aurora, which is Sleeping Beauty. Okay, Aurora. Um, What's the one from Tangled? Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Belle from Mulan. Beauty. Is Mulan a princess? Absolutely. I want to say Mulan. She's a badass. Mulan is a badass. Wait, the live action Mulan? I don't, I haven't watched it. They don't have the dragon. Why would the fuck, you know, why the fuck would I watch it? I know. <laughs> I felt that way when I first heard that. I'm like, no Mushu? What? <laughs> he fucking made that movie. I totally agree. But I still, I haven't watched the new one yet, but I want to watch it. Yeah. Okay, what about you? So I want to be Ariel because mermaid. Um, but I'm probably Belle. Oh my God. You're totally Belle. Except I could also be like, I have also been told that I'm Snow White a lot. Okay. Do you have some dwarves in your house? That's always my response. Like, where are the cleaning dwarves? Although she cleaned for them, so maybe that's why this does not work. I think it's because of the animals. Have you been taking care of men your whole life? (laughs) Like Snow White? (laughs) I think it's mostly the animals. Like, you know. But just, like, that kind of taking care of people. Mm -hmm. So, but I feel like I definitely, like, I want to be Ariel, but I know that I'm probably way more Belle or Snow White. That was such a good question. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask people that. I it is a fun question to ask because like the who's your favorite princess like that's not the same question. No, it's no, totally, entirely. No, 
Because I think if it was my favorite, I would have said, like, Pocahontas or something. I'm not even sure who my favorite would be. It's I just so I, generic. Yeah, I mean... And when, I, when you ask favorite, I think of, like, the movie in general. Right. Like, the movie for me um, is Beauty and the Beast. Oh, it's so sad. I've watched Beauty and the Beast. I can... I So, forget a song you can quote... I could probably quote the entire movie of Beauty and the Beast from the beginning through the end. Oh my gosh. I don't and think I'm I like that with any... a fun story about that. Okay, tell me. So they re-released Beauty and the Beast a few years ago in theaters mm-hmm. for just like a short run. I can't remember how long. Not very long. And um, I was in school. I was in college at the time. Like... I mean, you know, when I went to college, I wasn't a college college age. So, yeah. But it was like maybe eight or nine years ago that this happened. Anyway, um, my friend and I, who was in class with me, also, she loved Beauty and the Beast. And we kept talking about it. And because school and all of that, we kept being too busy. And so it was like the very last night that we could go. And I was like, oh, my God, we have to go. So we end up going to like the latest show, like the very last one that they were going to do. And we literally had the entire theater to ourselves. The best. We sang every song at the top of our minds. <laughs> and had the most fun. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. So much fun. That really makes me want to go to the movies. And I just, the only reason I like going to the movies is the popcorn. But that makes me want to go. I love going to the movies. It's my favorite thing, and I miss it so much. Well, didn't, um, can't you go? Yes, and now that I'm vaccinated, I probably will. Yeah. I just haven't. It's just one of those things that, like, we got used to not doing it, so. Mm. And the money you saved, it's so expensive to go to the movies. It's so expensive. There's a theater, though, and they're all over. They started in Austin. Mm-hmm. And now they have them kind of franchised out, but it's Alamo Draft House. Uh-huh. I've never uh, heard of that. And they, they serve beer. They serve food. You have a waiter that comes. Wow. It's, it's like bar top tables in front of the seats. And they have an extra aisle so that the servers can move back and forth. Nice. Best movie experience ever. Like <laughs> That sounds really similar. We had something in my hometown called Flat Rock Cinema. And it was like a mom and pop in a strip mall movie theater type thing and you would go in and you get your like order your food and get a drink which is like beer wine or soda go in and they had tables you would sit at with like a really comfy chair and it only fit like 15 people but it was the best experience horrible popcorn but good food yeah I mean those like movie I mean you know I'm a movie person so Mm -hmm. like the movie experience level for me is like it's it's way up there yeah. And incidentally, Quentin Tarantino agrees with me that that's the best place to watch movies. Has he been there? Uh, has he? He has been there. And when I met him in Austin, we he asked me if I had seen. Um, it was the. What did they call it? I'm His, sorry. You talked to Quentin Tarantino. I talked to Quentin Tarantino. Can you just can we bloop, 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 to where you just casually mentioned that? Like I wasn't gonna catch and I didn't catch it at first. I so um this was right around the time that uh, Grindhouse, that's what it was called. He and Robert Rodriguez did a collaboration 
where they, in the movie, it was, it was actually two movies, but it was called Grindhouse because of the old Grindhouse, the, they called them Grindhouse theaters mm-hmm. that would show like double feature B movies. That was the premise. So they each directed, like created a movie to fit that genre and then released them together. Yeah. So part of his, of Tarantino's movie, which is Death Proof, was filmed in this taco bar in Austin called Guero's. And my mom was in town and we were eating tacos at Guero's and I see Quentin Tarantino walk by. Mind you, he's wearing the shirt from the movie that was filmed in the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't speak. I literally stopped mid-sentence, stood up from the table and walked after him. God. And I was like, in my head, I was like, if I don't catch up to him before he sits back down at a table, I cannot talk to him. Yeah. Because like, that's like, the, like he's walking through a restaurant in public wearing a shirt with a movie on it. I feel like I can talk to him, but if he like sits back down at his table, then that would be too far. So I managed to catch up to him just before he got back to his table. And I don't know what I babbled <laughs> at first. <laughs> but I know it was babbled and that is not I am not a starstruck kind of person like I don't yeah most celebrities I don't care yeah I love Tarantino so he immediately is like sees that I'm just babbling something at him and like instead of just being like okay weird girl (laughs) he's like did you see Grindhouse I'm like yes and he goes, where did you see it? I was like, oh, at the draft house. I only go to the draft house. And he's like, me too. That's where I watched it the first time. I love the draft house. Oh, my God. How cool. He proceeded to have a conversation with me about movie experience and the fact that we love the draft house and was so incredibly nice. Holy Coolest shit. celebrity I've ever met. Like, hands down, such a nice guy. So when I hear people say, oh, Tarantino, whatever, I'm like, you know what? Y'all can fuck off because he was super nice to me. I've never met a celebrity. Ever. Although I went to high school with a guy who's on TV now. Who? Um, um, I don't remember his name. But he's on, he's the... Somehow that's better. <laughs> he's the doofy boyfriend on that show with Tim Allen. Um, oh, I know what show you're talking about. I think I know what character you're talking about, actually. Kyle, I think his name is Kyle in the TV show. I think I know. What I've, se- I've seen that show like once or twice, and I think yeah. I know who you're talking about. And you know what? He he worked hard to get there because he did the Flat Rock Playhouse, which was our like our town's huge play system. Like he worked hard to get there, so good for him. That's but awesome. I it's Chris. I think his name is Christian. I don't fucking know. Sorry, Christian. Sorry, Christian. I doubt he's listening to this. <laughs> okay. Um, I have like a deeper question. Not deep. It's not okay. deep. Let's it's do just it. Different. So, would you rather the alien? Nope. Nope. Okay. Would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year of your life? I'd rather be in jail for a year. Yeah, I think so. Get free health care. I mean, just think of all the time that you could spend reading books. 
Oh my god, reading books, not talking to anyone, what? (laughs) Um, And also, I feel like you could make some very useful friends. (laughs) I think Orange is the New Black has... (laughs) has made prison seem way easier than it actually is. Um, Although it says jail, not prison. Jail's worse. I don't know the difference, to be honest. Jail's like county jail, like jail. Um, Prison's like a whole system. Okay. I mean, neither of them are great, I think. (laughs) I just love that you knew that. (laughs) Um, Look, this is the first time... In several years that I have not had a JPay account because I had a friend in prison. Oh my god! Have you seen the TikTok friend friend in prison? But I don't have a JPay account to talk to him because it's just we're not that close. Yeah, I guess. Um, all the TikToks of these women meeting prisoners that are so fucking hot. I I am on the, I'm either on the right side of TikTok or the wrong side of TikTok because I have not seen these. I think it's straight TikTok, so you're probably not there. Probably not. (laughs) I sometimes make my way way over there and I'm like, oh, gross. (laughs) Where am I? How did I get here? (laughs) Boys. Um, I'm, I'm like pretty exclusively on like witch talk slash nerd talk. Like <laughs> I see a lot of animals and I see yeah. a lot of dancing, but it's not like straight people dancing. I see a lot of conspiracy theories. I don't see that many of those. Although I've seen a few lately because I've sent you a few lately. I saw that. The cryptid one. Um, I feel like I reached out to him. Oh, really? To, like, be on the podcast. But I, I, I love that. That's why I was like, oh, you need to see this guy. This is interesting. Yeah, I can't remember. Because on TikTok, it's so hard because you can't just direct message someone yeah. unless you're friends. And so I have to, like, find if they have an Instagram. And I don't think he had an Instagram. So I was like, well, I'll just shoot my shot in the comments. And I'm sure it was never seen. I mean, you can. I Can't you send, like, one message? I don't know. I'll and check into that. Not- following each other then like they can reply to you but I don't know I can't remember I don't know the other one so it wasn't conspiracy it was kind of true crime adjacent did you see the flowers don't growl thing no okay what is it I swear I sent that to you now I'm gonna Wait. Have to yeah find it describe it to me so I actually found the original like it's a whole series of tiktoks mm-hmm um, about this girl telling the story of how she and her fiance were. Oh my God. Yes. Like confronted by somebody who ended up being a murderer. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally love to have her on the podcast. Yeah. Cause I want to hear At that. First I was like, I mean, cause you know, I, I'm just, I'm skeptical of people. Yeah. Cause my first reaction was like, is this real? Yeah. But the more I went through it, like, she seems pretty legit. Sometimes I don't have the patience to sit there and listen to a 60-second video. Especially when they're taking forever to tell the story. Sorry. I, so, I wouldn't have probably listened through all of the parts. And I'm not sure I listened to every single part. I found it because somebody else had, like, tagged her but summarized it. Yeah. And I was like... Is this a real story? And that's what made me go listen to all the little parts. 
I fucking love TikTok. Oh my god. It's so great. It's just there's so many it's just beautiful, to be honest. It's just, it's just an ADHD dreamland. Exactly. <laughs> like everything is sixty seconds long. <laughs> Um, I had a really, like, I wanted to ask you, like, these really short, simple questions, and I had some of them in my mind, but um, I can't think of them now. Okay, well, so what's your favorite candy? (laughs) I, honest to God, am not a candy person, so, like, when I go in the store, I always struggle, but if I had to, like, just choose something that I know is always going to be good, it's peach rings. Peachings are legit. They're always good no matter what brand you get. And now they have like the watermelon rings. So if I just want something sweet but I can't like think of anything, I'll grab those. Yeah. Yeah. My husband is a candy connoisseur. I feel like I had to go to multiple candy stores. What? I feel like I could hang out with your husband so easily. (laughs) He's a pretty he's a pretty cool person. We had to go to multiple candy stores. When we were on vacation, I went to this big one in Vegas that was like. That sounds so huge. Cool. So, what's his favorite candy? Ooh. Wife, pop wife quiz. Hold on. Hold on. I'll be right back. Okay, he's going to tell you. Oh, yay. It's Strawberry Charleston Chew. Strawberry Charles, that's very specific. She can't hear you. <laughs> like, that's very specific. Okay, I love you. That's why it's a favorite. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever had that, and now I want to try it. They're hard to find. My mom finds them at Mass General Store. Have you ever heard of that? No, I don't think we have that. It must be just like a South. East. I mean, look, I mean, we've talked about, we've talked about me ordering like sodas that are only like yeah. in other regions. I will find a Charleston. <laughs> I, I, I bet you Amazon has them, but they go are. to any old timey. I don't know yeah. if you have those candy store and I bet you they'll have them. I don't know if I have any, I mean, Cracker Barrel, but I'm not sure that counts. Oh, uh, I think we found them there before. Okay. Yeah. We look for them pretty much everywhere we go. Now I want hash brown casserole. <laughs> oh my god. I want an open oh, fuck me. <laughs> I want eggs in a basket so bad. That sounds so good. God, they do have we just need casserole. like a giant breakfast. Should we just do mukbangs? <laughs> I hate those like to listen to, but I want to do them so much. I just the to I mean, I think people underestimate how much I could sit down and eat in one sitting. <laughs> I'm. I could eat a like, lot. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you want us to do a mukbang, blink. <laughs> blink twice. <laughs> also, there is a significant group that's like, what the hell is that? Oh. Mukbang is when people eat, like, make extra noise eating and it's like an ASMR thing and now I'm probably going to have to define ASMR. We should talk about ASMR. We we should talk about ASMR. So ASMR is audio no automatic sensory meridian response. I discovered it a few years ago but I never really got into it and I think it was through mukbangs I was like this is fucking nasty but TikTok. I can't even remember how I found it. 
You think it was YouTube? That's how I found it. I mean, it was definitely YouTube. Oh, I think somebody mentioned it, and I didn't know what it was. And I was like, is this safe to Google? <laughs> <laughs> is this like NSFW? <laughs> I'm like, I need more information. Um, but, okay, so, so, related. Can you, like, before you discovered ASMR, like, like pointed ASMR, like what they do on YouTube... Yeah. Like, once you discovered it, could you think back and think of things that were definitely ASMR for you, like, way before you knew that that was a thing? This is my moment <laughs> to reveal a deep, dark secret that I've never told anyone before. <laughs> I'm here for it. And I don't really think it's a secret, but it's just something that I noticed when I was really young, and I don't, I never brought it up to anyone. I just kind of, like, kept it to myself. But ugh, it's going to be real fucking hard to explain, so bear with me. Okay. Let me give you an example. So when I was young, I used to babysit. And I would just be sitting, babysitting, watching the kid. And they'd be drawing. And they'd be so engulfed in what they were doing. And it was just so relaxing. And, like, the sounds of them doing their, like, it just, it made my brain happy. And I still get that feeling today. Like, if I'm with Jack and he's just, like, playing with something and it's completely silent in the room like I just get tingles everywhere so I think that was yeah that's awesome I realized that the um wait do I have one right here hang on yes thank you book sale magic well it's not exactly okay this isn't exactly the kind of plastic book cover but the crinklier ones, when you open them and they make a crinkle sound, yeah, yeah, that's like that is my like top. And I, looking back, I'm like that's really like I mean I love I love books I love reading I love being read to, but like story time at school, oh. forget the story. It was the sound the book made in somebody's oh, yes. hands turning the pages and the little crinkle from the plastic. Fuck, yes. Oh my god. Okay. Another thing I'm gonna show you really quick. Is like on worked on paper. And also books smell good. The noise that like yeah. written on paper makes. And it's like even to this day when I'm reading, I will fuck with the page I'm reading to hear the clicky clacks. Absolutely. Oh my God. You get me, Susan. I do. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's ASMR. Like that's why I enjoy it. And if y'all haven't discovered ASMR, like, Go find ASMR. It's There's so many different kinds, too. Like, I I got back into it because I found this woman. I can't remember her name, but she's popular. She has, like, 10,000 viewers in her she lives. that I said something about the other day? Mm. Josie? No. Okay. But I do like her. Um, I cannot remember this woman's name. She's blonde, and she's got, like, a snaggle tooth. But she does chaotic ASMR. So she'll be up on the mic, and she'll be like... And she'll, like, tap and, like, rub the mic and stuff. Yeah. And it's just really chaotic. But Josie's awesome because she does, like, she does your makeup. And she does, like, skincare. She's and she's very so, soft. So calming. Yeah. It's, so it's awesome. But if you – and there's so many different kinds, like, chaotic, uh, sleepy time, um, like, just random noises. It's just amazing. Yeah. I love it. I slept so hard last night after I watched that video i fall asleep listening to asmr almost every night and you could almost say that like a sleepy 
because they have the like nighttime podcast that's almost it's very asmr yeah yeah and like having to have white noise for me a little bit is like asmr like i have to have something in my ear yeah i have to something has to distract my brain so that i can fall asleep without it noticing (laughs) that's such a good way to put it (laughs) because otherwise it's like what the hell are you doing we could be thinking about really random shit (laughs) what type of car do you have i know what you have just kidding it's a volkswagen bug you do know i do know that about you i still have two of them because i have my old one and i have the convertible you have two i do Get it, girl. I think you've told me that, too. I the, I really need to sell the old one because I just, I'm not driving. I thought I could, like, alternate and drive both of them because I love that little car so much. Yeah. But I just can't. Like, I, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. So, it's going to get sold. That's My hard. That was weird. <laughs> what was it? This is the outside wall right here, and it sounded like somebody just, like, parkoured off of it. That is weird. Weird. Um, Okay, so we know you're not like a movie person, but do you have like a bad day movie? Like, I had a bad day. I'm going to put this movie on and it will make it better. Mm. I mean, to be honest, I have a few of those, but I would say like my go-to movie that I'm always down to watch is The Proposal. I haven't even seen that. It's a good movie. There's, if it's like nine times out of ten, if it's classified as a chick flick, I probably haven't seen it. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. I but you know what? Thought, like, that's not really my genre, so. You know what other movie? So I mean, there's a few, but Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is also, I mean, like, how could you? Yes. <laughs> how could you not? like to sit down and just be relaxed watching that. Absolutely. What about mine you? Would, mine would be, um, I think it, I didn't know this until just now. I think it depends on why the day is bad. <laughs> oh, true, true. Um, like if I'm sick, if I just really don't feel good, it's Winnie the Pooh. The movie? Yes. I don't know if I've ever seen. Animated Disney. One of they, I don't know what year that came out. I mean, it's obviously one of the, hang on, now, now I gotta know. I never think to myself to sit down and watch a Disney movie because I've cried to too many Disney movies. Like, The Brave Little Toaster, um, Fox and the Hound, like, really impressive movies. No, Fox movies. and the Hound is a, is a direct, aunt. no, not watching that. I can't even watch Land Before Time. Nobody can watch Land Before Time. Oh, my God. I've, okay, so true story. I've never actually seen all 66. So it's an, I mean, like I said, I knew it was an old, but I couldn't remember how old. Yeah. That's my favorite. The 1966 Winnie the Pooh is my, like, I'm sick. I don't feel good. Bad day movie. Yeah. If it's just a crappy day and I need to escape, it's pick a Harry Potter, any Harry Potter. I've never seen any of those. I read the books, though. You should watch the movies. I don't know. I just, I don't like the cast. 
I like, I just can't picture myself enjoying a movie where I don't like the cast. You know what's funny? They did Harry Potter auditions at my middle school. Well, I mean, I could have been a grown-up character, but... But none of us knew what it was. We were like, Harry Potter. What's Harry po- well, yeah, probably, because at the time... Well, no. I mean, there was we like knew. a... <laughs> Go. There was like... I mean, when those movies started coming out, I feel like there had been enough of a break like mm-hmm. from the first group that read them and then there was like this kind of in between before the movie started they came out when i was in fourth grade because i remember my teacher miss keith the first book that was only in paperback she would read it to us every day because i remember the crinkles of the book mm-hmm. <laughs> she read us the whole se- the whole first book over like multiple weeks um Okay, so what don't you like about the cast? I just don't, I don't know if I could pinpoint, like, one thing. So I've seen bits and pieces of the movies, but not enough to say that I've actually seen the movies. And maybe it's just that I am not into that type of thing, but I never really liked that they chose him for Harry. And I just, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint one thing. Interesting. I adore those movies. And I I mean, I read all the books before I saw the movies. Yeah. Well, actually, I think the last book maybe hadn't come out when the first movie came out. Yeah. And I can't remember. Anyway, um, they were not who I picked. Like, they don't look like what I pictured when reading the books. That's a good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. That said, um, they do such a good job of bringing the world to life yeah that the visuals are a hundred percent worth it and interestingly that's what that's what jkr has said um is that the movies are the movies were meant to be a visual sort of treat for readers yeah so if you don't get something that's because the movie wasn't made for you yeah i mean that's awesome yeah I don't see anything wrong with people who are, like, obsessed with Harry Potter and who have seen all the movies and read all the books. It's just not for me. So, really, my opinion doesn't I mean, even matter. <laughs> I, have read, I have read all the books multiple times. Yeah. I have multiple sets of Harry Potter. I have read the first book in French. Oh, my God. It was one of the ways that I studied when I was taking French. Yeah. Because I know the book so well that I could read it and if there were words that I didn't know in French because I knew the story well enough I could figure out what the words were that's cool so it was like it was one of the ways I studied when I took French was reading that book (laughs) I took four years of Spanish and I don't remember a damn thing I took well I took French one through four in college and I I know like I can read it better than I can speak it Mm -hmm. but I mean when I was taking it, I could speak it pretty well and understand it very well. And I hate that I kind of lost it because I don't have anybody to talk to in French. <laughs> yeah, we were only given two options, French and Spanish, and I chose Spanish. I kind of wish I would have chosen French. I took Spanish in high school, and I don't mm-hmm. remember a bit of it, and I was always terrible at it. It's hard. <laughs> so bad at it. I was way better at French, and I don't know why. You know what I've been thinking about? 
something from my childhood that I think would make one, my inner child happy, and two, it would just be good for me. I danced from the time I was like four to when I was in my teens. Yeah. Like jazz, tap, ballet, whatever. And I think I passed a dance studio on this one lane road every day. And so I was like, let me just see. And they offer adult classes. And I haven't picked up a tap shoe in 11 years, but I think I'm going to do it. Should do it. I love it. I need to make sure that they, <laughs> I need to make sure that the recitals are optional for adults because <laughs> I'm not buying a costume and doing a motherfucking recital. <laughs> Would you like to deck yourself out in sequins and be a ladybug? <laughs> no. no. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I think I might do that. I'm pretty sure that the only dance recital I was ever in, I was actually dressed as a ladybug. <laughs> so cute. Dance was not for me. <laughs> I I love dance like it was such a huge part of me and then it's just so weird how when you graduate high school you just die as a child well (laughs) never mind that like here's like here's a hobby that you're gonna have to put a lot of time and effort into until you're 18 and then fuck you you can't do it anymore like wait what yeah (laughs) unless you go to college for it but I was never gonna go to college for dance I mean, even if you do, though, it like the the way you participate in it changes so much. Yeah. I mean, even sometimes like sports going from middle school to high school is like now I'm expected to take this way too seriously. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, I was in band. Mm-hmm. But like once you're out of high school, like. Yeah, there's nothing. going to be in a band. Like that's not really. But the one thing about being in band and that carrying on is you won't be in a band, but you can still play the instrument like by yourself. And I guess I could still dance by myself, but to tap. So was a drummer. You were a drummer? Yes. Okay. It's a little bit like if I played a kit. Yeah. But I've never been good at playing a kit. I mean, mostly because I never, I just never, I've only sat at a kit a few times and played so I don't have any practice at it yeah. so I could I could get a kit and I could play that way um but I marched a snare yeah so like there's just like, I played clarinet in your living room playing a snare <laughs> yeah it was a little like drumline-esque <laughs> uh, yeah no my life my life for three years was drumline wow did you ever exactly. see that movie with Nick Cannon <laughs> yes and the whole thing about when the girl does, he's like, oh, you better do some girly push-ups. So she puts one arm behind her back. Yeah. The most accurate description of what it was like to be the only girl on a drum line. Wow. That's like sad. 100%. Like, not only do I have to do do it as well and be as tough, yeah. I have to be able to be tougher. So, like, my whole freshman year, I refused to put my drum down to take a break until all of the boys had put theirs down. Yeah. I would be the last one every time because I was like, no, I'm tougher than you. And that carried on through the rest of your life. That moment in that movie when she just looks at him and puts her arm behind her back, I'm like, yes. Perfect illustration of what that feels like. It's 100% the way that is. <laughs> I, um, I was in band, but only through middle school. I just struggled. My mom played the clarinet, and so that's what I signed up for. And it just wasn't for me. I have a hard time reading and comprehending music. 
So yeah. I just knew it wasn't for me, but I always envy people who could just like pick it up like it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I loved it, but it is. It's like a ho- it's like you have this hobby and you get good at this hobby and you have to do it all the time. And then it's yeah. just like, oh, just kidding. Sorry, now you got to find new hobbies. Yeah, I think the people that go to college for their hobbies, I guess, in their childhood are, are pretty lucky because I just stopped. In just a way, yeah, dancing. but I also feel like that the, the burnout rate mm. is pretty high. That's true. That is true. Um, okay, so what? what's your favorite? Oh, God, ow. What's your favorite part of the place that you grew up? Okay, well, since I live here again now, um, like, what do you mean? Like, about- like when you were a child, like, what was your favorite part of your hometown? Like, what brought you back there? Like, is there something specific? Well, that my is- house brought me back here, so that's not really. Oh, no. um, like, something that it's known for, something that's cool about it. What's nothing? <laughs> 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 the thing Abilene is known for is having more churches per capita than any other city in the United States. Definitely but does it make this what I enjoyed about this town? When you think of like nostalgia wise, I don't know, like what what sticks out to you about your hometown? So there was a little hole in the wall barbecue joint called Harold's mm-hmm. on the quote wrong side of town. And when I tell you that this building is just like, I mean, it's just, it is a legit hole in the wall. Yeah. But Harold Christian made hands down the best barbecue ever. Yeah. And um, if he liked you and you asked nicely, he would sing gospel songs for you. That's cool. And sadly, he passed away a few years ago. So Harold's is no more. But that is. For sure, like my, like, Harold's. Yeah. Like, when I didn't live here and when I, like, if I was going to be in town, that was, like, top of the list of things that must be accomplished. Yeah. Must go to Harold's. Must go to Harold's. Must get barbecue and be sung to and buy some sauce to take home. I, um, that's sad that not, nobody carried on. Did he not have kids, like, carry on the restaurant? No, well, so... His kids had some issues and struggled with life. Um, But part of the problem was that I don't, I just think he couldn't let go enough. Mm -hmm. And I I actually, I've talked, I talked to him about this because, you know, he, he told me that he's like, yeah, I'm just tired. I'm so tired. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, if you want somebody else to do this, like (laughs) you're going to have to let somebody else do it like yeah. knowing that they're not going to maybe do it exactly like you would do it and he was like oh I just can't I just can't so I think it was partially that there wasn't anybody really to do it yeah. but the other part of it is that part of the reason that none of the you know either grandchildren or nieces and nephews mm-hmm. was that he didn't he just he couldn't let it go enough to let somebody else take it on that's hard and I think it was his dad's restaurant that he took on I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. I think it was there since the 40s, if I'm remembering correctly. I mean, it could be his still. Um, I don't think he was the first one. I think his okay. father had it, and then I think he took it over. Okay. 
But I mean, in some of the, like they had some of the old menus up with the old pricing. That's just, I mean, it's just such a great, I love hole in the wall places, but mm-hmm. like, man, that's like. I do. We have I, a place. I, like actively miss it. I'm like, God, I just, just want a barbecue sandwich and some hot water cornbread. Barbe- is barbecue like a big part of your life being te- in Texan? Being in, t- in Texan? <laughs> Probably less than some Texans, but I mean like. Yeah, it's still there. It's th- Yeah, barbecue is a thing. It's a big thing here in Alabama. And growing up in North Carolina, I mean, barbecue was a thing, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like it is here. But we had a place, and it's still there, and I go there every time I go home, called Hot Dog World. And... I'm so in. <laughs> I feel like if anybody from my hometowns listening to this, they're like, yes, bitch, hot dog world. You can only pay in cash. <laughs> they might have changed it, but I'm pretty sure there's still that ATM in the corner. And I mean, it was an With old. dollar fee. <laughs> right. It was an old drive-in and they made it into just a restaurant, but you, there was no, there was like limited seating inside. So you still pulled up, but um, they didn't like bring anyway, whatever. It's just so good. And I don't get a hot dog. I get a cheeseburger with cheese fries and a Dr. Pepper. And I've gotten the same thing since I was a child. And it's just so nostalgic. And you still see people there because it's a small town. So you still see people there. And it's just, I don't know, it's just so amazing. I love it. I love that we both had a place that was food. That shows who we are. No, I don't think that's what makes my town special to me. I just think that that's, like, what sticks that's like out to me. That's, like, you're, like, when I go home, this is the place we have to hit. Yeah. yeah that's kind yeah. of mine. I don't know that there's anything. I mean, this town is weird, man. We have yeah. three private Christian universities and an Air Force base. Wow. There's a lot going on. <laughs> So it's not really like a small town. It's not tiny. It's it's like 120,000 people. Yeah. So I say it's a small city. Yeah. It's yeah. truly small town, but it's, you know, it's definitely not a big city vibe. One thing that I really enjoyed growing up was we were only 20 minutes outside of Asheville. And it's like before Asheville got fucking my, crazy. One of my favorite authors, I'm pretty sure, is from Asheville. Who is that? Sarah Addison Allen. Mm. Let me see if that's where she's from. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's where she's from. Is there, book, is there a bookstore there called Malaprops? Girl, I don't know. Malaprops. I'm gonna look it up. Oh yeah, Malaprops Asheville. Yeah. Okay, that's that is where she's from. That's her local bookstore. Um, oh, that, she's, she's alive. Is she yeah. alive? Okay. Yes, she is. Um, that's her local bookstore where she like she'll go like if you want signed copies when her books come out. That's one of the places that she'll like she goes and sits in her local bookstore and signs copies. So cool. <laughs> that's why I was like, is it Malaprops? I'm pretty sure it's Asheville. That's so cool. What's your favorite poem? Because um, I know you have oh. one. I do. Howl. Um, what is the poet's name? Ginsburg. Uh, Allen Ginsburg. Uh-huh. I've never heard it. Now I'm going to. Um, it's a, it's B. Um, my favorite is Annabelle Lee. 
by Edgar Allan mm-hmm. Poe. And I think that it's my favorite because in fourth grade, I had to memorize the whole poem for a project. And I think it's just been beat into my brain. But right. every time I hear it, I just, I love it. It's such a good poem. And it has such a nice, like, mel- like um, yeah. almost a melody to it. It does. It yeah. does. And like, even by the sea. Yeah, I think that's how it was easy for me to memorize. Howl is very, um, is it short, long, long, and beat poetry is very different. It's beat poetry. Yeah. Interesting. And I, Interesting. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's a good, it's a good piece. Um, random fact. Okay. I won a poetry contest when I was in middle school. That is awesome, and we're going to find that poem and read it to us. Girl, there's no way. I <laughs> There's no way. I used to write them, and I would tape them on my walls, and my parents were probably like, oh, my God, I wish that she would go out of this stage. She's so depressing. It's <laughs> like 13 years old, my emo stage. I was writing poetry. <laughs> They're just, you have to. I Every girl, and maybe every guy, too, and maybe they just keep it quieter, like, mm-hmm. we, you go through the, I'm a poet thing. <laughs> I also tried to write a book. I wrote one chapter. That's okay, but wait. Let's just back up because, <gasps> ma'am, accomplishing writing one chapter is a thing. Like, do you know how I, hard that is? But it's not. So the kind of books I liked when I, I think I, so, okay, I remember I was with my ex-boyfriend. So I was 18. And I remember sitting on, he was 21, he lived with two other roommates, and I was sitting on the couch, and he was playing Xbox, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking write a book. (laughs) And I didn't do it in one day, I obviously took a lot of time, but the books I was into at the time was Sarah Dessen. You know, I've read at least one of hers, but I can't. It's probably not your type of book. It's like a chicky, but she wrote a lot of them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and it was like girl has a best friend they meet a boy they fall in love oh it's a lifetime movie book but then there's like a twist it's a lifetime movie book yeah so it was like that so it was nothing like ruth Ware or anything like that like deciding i'm gonna write a book and actually accomplishing writing a full chapter that's amazing i wanted to be a writer so bad but i just i was not good at school i would love to be a writer but i i just get stuck with the, like, in between the, what do I just want to randomly write about? And what do I think I could potentially actually sell as a writer? Oh, yeah, that's... You know what I mean? Like, if I could just... The whole idea of, like, being a writer gets in my way of just writing things just for the hell of it. Yeah. I'm sure it's like that with a lot of people. I'm sure it is. I mean, I feel like... Even, especially, maybe, after you get published, then it's, like, great. Now this is the thing I have to write about because this yeah. is what people expect. Um, I think my favorite author is Ruth Ware. Do you know who she is? She's I a British know. author. Uh, it's new. I mean, I think she's fairly new. She has a lot of books and they're all bestsellers, um, but she's based out of England and she does psychological thrillers. <laughs> Ozzy is galloping back and forth between the living room and in here and I'm like what are you doing <laughs> he's a crackhead he's a crackhead I think, I 
think one of his little cat friends might be at the window. Oh, sweet. Um, I'm all about psychological thrillers, though. Like, I will definitely look her up. That sounds interesting. I have all about While we're talking about books, we have to talk about our failed attempt to have a book club. (laughs) When was yours? Well, ours. Oh, I was going to say, because I've had two of them. (laughs) It's I'm pretty sure that ours was my fault, because I could not get through that book to save my life. That makes it hard, and that's why I struggled with another book club that I had a few years ago, because I wanted it to be fair, and I wanted to do, like, every week someone would pick a book, but sometimes it was a real fucking struggle to get through them. I, d- I literally am still, like, halfway through that book, and every time I look at it, I'm just like... <laughs> like... She just hissed, if you couldn't hear that. <laughs> I just like I have a really bad habit of reading a book until I have like four chapters left and then buying another book starting that book and then not finishing I usually read more than one at a time oh I I should and I very rarely just cannot get through a book yeah but I don't even remember the book Susan I can't remember what it was called now I know where it's sitting because it just looks at me and I'm like, what was it? Anyway, I usually if I'm, if I get like two chapters in and I'm just like not into it. Yeah. I had to kind of, I'm kind of an obsessive completionist. Like, oh, well, I've started watching this movie. I, no matter that it sucks, I have to finish it. Oh, I started reading, but I've had to like talk myself out of that so life is too short for that shit it is and it's so like there are so many books to be read like don't waste time on one that you're bored yeah. with. I struggle to get to where I am in that one and I still do not I don't care how it ends yeah so my boss is a avid reader like um like the hard stuff <laughs> like Shakespeare I'm a Shakespeare I mean, his, girl I yeah. love my Shakespeare his library is mad but anyway he had a goal to read all of Shakespeare's works whatever they're called by the time he's 50 so he has a year left but he said he has a really hard time getting through the um you might listen to this and be like no that's not it the comedies yeah he said they're just kind of dull to him comedies so plays are hard to read yeah is that what that is yeah if you're not a theater person, mm-hmm. and, and even if you are, plays are hard to read, but comedies, it makes perfect sense that the comedies are where he struggles because the dialogue has so much banter. Yeah. And you don't, when you're just reading the dialogue, it's not. You good. can't get that, you don't get that back and forth between the characters yeah. because you're just reading it. Like the only way you could do that is if you were like, I think the only way to really enjoy it is if you could, like, imagine a different voice for every character. But that just sounds, like, almost yeah. maddening. I I enjoy reading plays. But because I am a theater person, I, when I'm reading a play, I can almost see it happening. Okay, hey, I gotta go. Play, I'm I so think. sorry. I gotta go get a Tums really quick. Hold on. Okay. Ugh. 
witch found a wolf spider with babies on its back. No. It was outside. Oh, okay. But it's a big deal. That is um, no, fuck that. No. Um were we ta- oh, we were talking about Sha- we were talking about Shakespeare. Oh yeah. So yeah, when he told me that, I was like, if you don't enjoy it, don't waste your time on it. Mm-hmm. I know it's a goal, but if it's going to drag out, it's just not worth it to me. I mean, the thing is at that point, like if you need to if you need to accomplish it, like just yeah. Just speed through it, like But, but I he's mean, not going to. That's the thing. He has a toddler, like he's not he's not going to be able to speed through it. You can The thing is plays read really fast. Yeah. Because in order for a play to be short enough that you can actually perform it, the actual text doesn't that much because you have to put that you have to, as you're writing a play, you have to consider how much time it will take to do the action. Yeah. So you have to have something that can be performed in two ish hours. Do you think Shakespeare was a woman? No. What's that? What's that theory that Shakespeare was a woman, or that he was someone so else? Many or... theories about Shakespeare. Oh. I, I think Shakespeare was just a dude. Yeah. Now I do think it's possible that um, maybe more than one person is published under that name. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what my boss was saying. I, I think that's possible, um, but there's a whole bunch of conspiracy theories about Shakespeare and who Shakespeare might have been. I think he was mostly just a guy. And a lot of the things, we look at Shakespeare as being so highbrow. Yeah. But, like, it's not. The comedy, especially the comedy. Well, okay, so Shakespeare was was mainstream entertainment. Yeah. Shakespeare wasn't written for or by, like, aristocracy or... Um, even super educated or anything like that. It's like mass entertainment. Um, And the comedies, especially the comedies, but even some of the more serious plays, there's a lot of just raunchy comedy and like totally low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it just wasn't... We look at it as hybrid. I think that if Shakespeare could look into our society and see that we're teaching his plays in high school English classes and treating them like high literature, he would be like, what? What? (laughs) I've never thought about that before because I just I've never been interested (coughs) ever in Shakespeare. So that's never even crossed my mind. It's a real like. I mean, you almost have to learn the language to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, that's why I can't read a lot of that. Like, oh my god, my throat. I can't read a lot of that because I just don't fucking understand it. <laughs> that's, I mean, I've done Shakespeare plays and my mom's like, great, another Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> She's she really so intense. Follow it. <laughs> okay, so uh, if we're like going to talk about literature... Do you know, or do you have an opinion on that um, controversy or conspiracy that Harper Lee didn't actually write To Kill a Mockingbird, but Truman Capote did? Do you know anything about it? You can Google it real quick I, if you need to. So I'm not surprised. I haven't, I don't think I've heard anything about that. Um, 
Because To Kill a Mockingbird or whatever her sequel to that was not good. It's on my shelf right there. Um, it's, I'm looking go, at it. Go watch something Watchmen. I can't read it from here. Um, I haven't read it. Partially because so many people said it wasn't good. But um, one of the reasons that so many people talked about it not being good really has to do more with the fact that they didn't like it mm-hmm. than the fact that it was was or wasn't good. Yeah. Because... Apparently, the sequel, which, by the way, came out so many years after. I don't even know how long, like a long time after To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, They don't like that they, they, people apparently feel like she assassinated the character of Atticus Finch. Mm -hmm. Metaphorically, not literally. Yeah. Um, Just that she took away his, like shining virtue qualities and my take on that is okay but did she take anything away from him or did she make him human yeah because he's such a he is so much the a child's view of their father oh my god yes that i think that anything written from a perspective of an adult child who has come to understand that her father is a human mm-hmm. and a whole person and not just this ideal. You always have such a great way of wording things and like making them. You're just great, Susan. Thank you. So short answer. Do I think that Truman Capote actually wrote To Kill a Mockingbird? No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. They were very great friends. Yeah. And I'm sure that he advised her yeah, and helped edit and read. And I mean, they were very close. So it would only make sense that he would have been somebody who was helping her read and, or, you know, helping edit and helping proofread and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't, I think Harper Lee wrote it. And I think, um, I need to read the sequel so that I can have my own actual yeah. opinion. But my thing is like, I mean, yeah, did she just make him a human, like a whole human being? Yeah. And is it is that what it's about? <laughs> this child going home and having to come to the realization that these things that are in your memory one way, you're only seeing one perspective of. Yeah. Especially things, you know, childhood memories, which is what that, which is what To Kill a Mockingbird is all about. Mm-hmm. Is really that summer for that such child. A good book. It is such a good book. I had to read it. And I was like, this is going to be so fucking stupid. But it's one of my favorite books to this day. I had to read it and I don't, it's not one of my favorites. I don't love it. Really? It's good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's very good. It's just not my. I think it's what got me interested in like weird shit. Okay. I can see that. Because of Boo. Yeah. Like yeah. the the mystery Behind it a little bit, yeah. But, I mean, it's not, it's obviously not, like, a mystery book. But I think that's kind of no, what got me into it. Yeah, there's that little, yeah, yeah, I see that. Okay. Do you have a favorite cryptid? Loch Ness Monster. Why? I don't know. <laughs> so? Because well, you want it to be real? Well, yeah. But it's just um, whale dick? 
<laughs> not just whale dick. So, okay, follow up question. So, what is first? What's your favorite cryptid? I feel like I feel like I don't need to answer this because I feel like I know it's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. <laughs> it's totally Bigfoot. Okay, so my follow up question is: What's your favorite dinosaur? I don't know dinosaurs. I was not a dinosaur person. I don't know the names of dinosaurs. Okay. Well, my favorite dinosaur <gasps> is a plesiosaurus. Which one is that? It's the it. swimming one. Oh. I think these things are related. <laughs> should we do a podcast episode about this? Oh, we should. I love plesiosaurus. And I kind of like part of me thinks or maybe just wants the Loch Ness Monster to actually be a plesiosaurus. Like, there are still living plesiosaurus. <laughs> I, um, I just completely butchered the word plesiosaurus, and Google literally says no results found. <laughs> wow, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. It's P-L-E-S-I-O. <laughs> I'm gonna copy and paste and send to you what I typed in. <laughs> Google's like please don't judge me <laughs> how do I go to chat there it is um okay so I can see that totally being why you want Loch Ness Monster to be a thing exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that should be the title of this episode okay <laughs> Oh, shit. That's hysterical. Google's like, ma'am, I don't... I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say, bitch. (laughs) Okay, so you want... So Loch Ness Monster is your favorite cryptid. Yeah, because I want it to be a dinosaur. (laughs) But do you believe in Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that he's... Talk to me about what you think Bigfoot is. I think Bigfoot is a probably probably endangered species of um, some type of great ape. Okay. I just think, I mean. Yeah. I think there's, I think, I think someday we will find some evidence, like actual evidence. And I think that it'll make sense. Yeah. Why the Bigfoot legend was what it was. But I think there will probably be some things that are different about it than what people imagine um our good friend bj reynolds who's like the og listener that dude cracks me up oh my god he's so funny like i've never met him although he lives in alabama he only lives like an hour away i should go meet him yeah y'all need to get together y'all should definitely hang out he seems about kayaking anyway he sent me his bigfoot story and I'm going to read it, not now, because I need to find it. But the suspense. I, I trust him completely. And I mean, it's a good story, but I don't know. I could talk about Bigfoot all day. <laughs> I love him. Okay, so I was totally obsessed with the movie Harry and the Hendersons in the 80s because I love Bigfoot. <laughs> I've never just anything weird or creepy or whatever, I was like, yes. Is it what is that about? It's Bigfoot. It's like a cheesy um 
I think John Lithgow is the dad. Hi. Oh my gosh, look at that face. Hey, say hi. Yeah, no, this way. You can't. I don't know if you can hear me. Oh. Okay, so I'll have to add that to my list. It's a super, I mean, it's so, it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy, but it's, it's yeah. basically like, like this family ends up with Bigfoot living with them. Oh my God, what the fuck? It's hysterical. I think one day we will find out a lot of details about Bigfoot. Because I feel like it's getting harder for them, him, they to hide. Although yeah. I think they take advantage of the cave systems. Yeah. A lot. but I, um, And that's why I think it's just, I mean... When I say just an animal, like, it's still impressive as hell that a large mammal mm -hmm. could still be preventing people from finding any hard evidence that it exists. I mean, I do think there's hard evidence, but I think that it's so fucking random that, one, right. it's not getting picked up, and two, you can't piece shit together because it's so yeah. fucking random. But I think there is a lot of evidence. Um, yeah. What amazes me is, okay, yeah, we have some crazy rustic parts of the United States, like Washington State and yeah. Colorado, but he's seen also, like, in fucking Alabama. Like, every state has a Bigfoot sighting, and it's crazy to me that, like... I think, I think that we have more, um... What? He wants Sorry. to give his opinion, Mom. <laughs> I lost my train of thought because Ozzy was talking. Mm. I think that there are more um, open spaces. Like we like, we kind of talk about like, oh, the whole U.S. is just, you know. But there's a lot. There really are a lot of open spaces. Yeah. Especially if you compare the U.S. to some other places like, like in India, for example, where they're the population densities, I mean, they're, they have bigger cities, but, like, they have areas that, like, there's just no green, like, there's no natural land, and we don't have that. We have a lot of natural land still in the U.S. That's very true. I think a lot of people forget that, like, the United States is a really fucking big country. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot, I mean, I've just, okay, so just driving from... We were in Gulf Shores, and we wanted to go to Pirate's Cove, and it's in a different, like, you can, if you have a boat, you can just go across, mm -hmm. but we didn't, and we drove, and the landscape's so different, and they're, they have all the, like, super tall longleaf pines. Yeah. There could have been a Bigfoot in there, and I wouldn't have seen him. I look for him everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere I go, I'm like, Bigfoot, show me. That would be so cool, but also kind of scary. It'd be hella scary, and I don't actually want that to happen, but I want it to happen from, like, a safe distance. Like, in my car, as I'm driving down the interstate, I just want to see, like, a Bigfoot, and I can be like, oh, my God, I saw a fucking Bigfoot, and then I I'm, can die happy. I, yeah, no, I can see that. <laughs> I have a friend who was in Florida, and he said that there he saw a hammerhead shark in, like, a foot of water, and I was like, did you pet it? Knowing full well that if I were there, I would not have pet that shark. <laughs> no. That's why I don't go to the ocean. No, thank I you. I love the ocean, but when I hear things like that, I'm like, God damn it. 
No, thank you. Because I always get like, I always start out like, oh, I'm just going to wade in a little bit, just like right here. And then I'm like, oh, what happened? I'm up to my waist. And then pretty soon I'm like, I mean, I'm just going to swim to the sandbar. Like, <laughs> no, never, the ocean, never, like, no. pulls me in. I have this very, like. That's interesting because I'm not going to talk about astrology. We're not doing that right now. I have questions that people have submitted that they want to ask. Yes. Okay. So tacos or pizza? Pizza. Shit. That's hard. Apparently pizza. I just answered. I thought my answer would be tacos, but like pizza is what came out. So I guess it's pizza. I could eat fish tacos. I could eat shrimp tacos. I could eat, I've had cow tongue tacos. I could eat. I mean, I love tacos. Fucking tacos forever in my mouth. That's all I want. I I love tacos and I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised by my own answer. (laughs) But you said pizza like it was like not even. I did. I know. And then I was like, what? But my brain was like pizza. <laughs> I mean, pizza's good. Don't get me wrong. I, I do love, I do love pizza, but I also love tacos. I mean, here's the deal. Basically, I'm never going to turn down either tacos or pizza. <laughs> no. Never. Okay. What is an irrational fear you have? And then they put mine is sharks in a swimming pool. That's not mine. That's what they said. Um. First of all. Whomever wrote that, I totally get you because it's, it's I Ariana. Totally, <laughs> Ariana, I totally get you. Um, <laughs> I have definitely had that thought. It's like if you're in a pool at night, mm-hmm. like even if you know exactly how deep it is, without that light on, if you can't see the bottom, it's like now it's the ocean and anything could be under there. Yeah. Totally get that. Uh, my irrational fear is clowns. Oh, yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's hella scary. I could see that. I just, they are, mm -mm. And clowns, like, clowns doing everyday things, that just ratchets up the scary another notch. I've never thought about clowns like that. Ever. My dislike for clowns is so, runs so deep that, like, if clowns were a race, I would be racist against clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, they are not a race. That is so but specific. If they were. Um, I don't know about irrational, but I am very scared to fly. Like I not just fly. turbulence sucks. Like I am scared of dying in a fiery plane crash. And I think about it obsessively up until the flight, the whole flight, and then in preparation for the next flight. <laughs> yep. You get it. I, I feel the exact same way. I would rather drive 24 hours in a car than take like a five-hour flight. Absolutely. All the way. Yeah. I, um, if I'm going to get on a plane, like the goal the, well, the goal is to actually get on it. The <laughs> secondary goal is to do it without crying. Yeah, it's hard. This this vacation was very hard. It is. It's so much. The last time I flew, my mom. The last time I flew was actually when my mom and I went to. Uh, we flew into Pensacola to go to Gulf Shores. Yeah. 
and I the flights there I was okay I was okay did okay didn't love it did okay yeah and then when we were coming back our flight kept getting delayed and we're watching this storm come in through these giant windows in the Pensacola airport oh god no and the flight keeps getting delayed and it keeps getting delayed and it keeps getting delayed and finally they tell us we can board and I I just was like I cannot get on this plane yeah and like burst into tears and That's my so mom's real. Like, my mom's like, no problem. We'll get a hotel. Like, just cool as can be. She's like, you did so good. There's just no point in you having to get on. I'm going to cry. There's no point in you having to get on this plane crying. Oh, my God. That's so Because I was just, like, petrified. Yeah. I would, I, I, would so never, I would never fly in a storm. That's so not dumb at all. I mean, it was just like, I know. I mean, I have friends that are. Fucking airline pilots. But the thing is, is that I don't doesn't... know what they're doing, but like, I just, at matter. that moment, I was like a hundred percent sure that that plane would crash. And yeah, that goes back to intuition. But anyway, it there's... didn't. But then, of course, my brain's like, but did it not because you weren't on it? Yeah. Like, did you change the whole. <laughs> yeah. I think I was pretty rid of this fear because I, I, obsessed about it but I was like I'm never gonna have to fly that much like my best friend lived in Washington State for a little while and that flight out there like was very very hard for me I only did it once um and I had almost gotten over it and then I saw a motherfucking TikTok where this girl posted about how she was gonna go pick up her husband and she was at the airport waiting and she got a notification that their flight crashed. And you don't ever fucking, you don't ever fucking hear about planes crashing. And so I was like, what? Like, no, planes, you would hear about that on the news. But no, the plane fucking crashed and he fucking died. And wow. why did we not hear about that? So I believe awful. it's just, it, I obsess about it. Yeah, no, it's not, it. yeah, it sucks. I, I just, <sighs> Moving on. I hate to fly. But I don't think it's truly an irrational fear because... It's scary. Planes do crash. I'm also scared of the ocean. Everything about it. Every fucking thing about the ocean. I have, like, a weird, like... Like I said, the ocean pulls me in. Do you have a lot of water in your chart? I don't think so. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think so. Hang on, I can pull it real quick. Okay. Because I have a lot, I have a lot of earth in my chart. And I'm very attracted to being outside, being among nature. So I just wonder if you have any in yours. Or uh, water, not earth. Yeah. I guess um, I, oh, I was going to say when you said TikTok, um, there is, I know if you don't, if you haven't seen them I'll try to find them and send them to you there is this account that it are they're twins and they're pilots and basically their entire account is designed to help alleviate people's fears about flying what they are amazing send that to me I will find them and send them to you they are so cool um they'll answer questions or like sometimes show the cockpit like just like anything to kind of like just take the mystery out of it. I'm not scared of thinking the pilots are going to be bad. I'm scared about the unknown, like the fucking weather, like they um, birds getting in the fucking 
thing and like the thing stopping. <laughs> it's so crazy. I think about it all the time. Um, they talk about like I think one of the ones that they posted was um somebody asked about turbulence, like what is like what causes it or what is it or something, and they post this video where you can see like from their perspective, like what turbulence looks like and what the instruments do. And it's just, they, they do a really good job. Well, I'll definitely look into that. Okay. Let's see. I mean, so my big three are Sagittarius, Leo, Sagittarius. So all fire, fire, baby, which (laughs) you're pretty intense. Um, okay, what are the, the water signs are what? It is, um, okay, air is Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini. Water is Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio, I believe. Mercury, is that right? I think, I thought Scorpio was Earth. No, Virgo, Taurus, and Capricorn are Earth. It's. Cancer, I just looked it up. Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. Okay. So my Mercury is Scorpio. Okay. So is Uranus. Okay. Um, and then I'm, we don't hit another water until we're into the, I don't even know, like, what these numbers are. Oh, the houses? Yeah. I don't. Okay, yeah. I don't know this. I, the, the four is Pisces. You know what? I have a journal, and I went through. Can you see it? Yeah. And it's it's like memes and stuff. Oh my god, I love this. This is my like bullet journal for astrology, and it's like so. This is my sun and all the aspects to it. That's and awesome. And then I got way back in here, and I did the houses. Yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome. Which I love it. Anyway, um, so the last question. What is the worst place or time? Let me double check that. The worst place and or time you were high. <laughs> okay, I don't know if it's the worst. Tell me. I don't really think I have a worst because I don't, typically I'm at home. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> this is funny because Chris and I were talking about this yesterday. Oh my gosh. So several years ago, a friend of mine who lives in New York, her husband was going to be on a on a bachelor party weekend for one of his friends. And she's like, I am going to go to Texas and see Susan and go to a football game. <laughs> so she brought some cookies with her. Yeah. Oh, edible high is the worst high. Uh, my favorite, actually. Oh. Um, so we... and. Okay, so her tolerance is pretty high because she actually had um, esophageal cancer. Mm-hmm. So she uses edibles to be able to eat, like yeah. to help her settle, her, keep her stomach from, because she doesn't have an esophagus anymore. Oh, God. So that like the trap that, you know, and I'm explaining that badly because I don't, but like. <laughs> Your esophagus has, like, a valve. Yeah. And that's what, once food passes through it, then the valve seals off. Well, she doesn't have that anymore. So it was, like, 
the her surgery like removed that and moved it up so she doesn't have a valve holy shit so what does that mean it means that she um her digestive system works a little differently now well one it means that she's super lucky to be alive yeah for sure um it was a like it's a pretty nasty type of cancer it was a pretty nasty type of surgery but it means that like there's nothing that stops any of the acid from her stomach from like that there's no cutoff like permanent heartburn yes kind of and it also sometimes just like her stomach like she's she's kind of a slave to what her stomach is doing at any given time so edibles are like a lifeline for her because it helps mm-hmm. keep her body her organs calm basically yeah. so so she's a reasonably high tolerance i don't have a terribly high tolerance but i have a higher tolerance for edibles so anyway we eat one of these little cookies a piece we're hanging out we wait 30 45 minutes and we're both like hmm, not really feeling it we eat another cookie oh god we wait a almost 30 more minutes maybe we're getting ready to leave for the game and on the way out the door we decide fuck it let's eat another cookie (laughs) oh my god when i tell you that we proceeded to sit in the stadium and watch a ut football game in what is was effectively for us slow motion oh my god that kind of sounds amazing it was kind of amazing but it was also kind of hysterical because of course we're like we're like guzzling water yeah oh yeah and, and you probably look so strange. It is that these guys, like, we're two girls with really damn good seats, by the way, to a football game. And these guys keep, like, coming. I think they were trying to hit on us. But honestly, I was just like, sir. <laughs> I am high off my ass right now, Roger. <laughs> even focus on the fact that you're speaking right now. <laughs> I'm seeing, like, five footballs. Was so high and as far as like why I say it's not really the worst because like we didn't drive yeah um, we ubered to the stadium we ubered back like as far I as hate. the worst place like we were totally safe I hate being that high in public though it was so fucking surreal because we're like watching this football game which I love yeah. and I'm like I have the best seats ever and like I have no idea what's going on I'm really enjoying this but I have no clue what's going on in this game that's amazing. And we both, we it kind of hit us both at the same time. And she's like, are you really fucking high? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I wish I would have had someone to share that with when I was. Because I, I had nobody that was also as high as me. That's, see, that sucks. The fact that we were both just super high was just like, well, we're just, this, we're just here for it, man. We're just, that sounds fun. And I, I get what you mean. Like, it's surreal and stuff. But yeah. It was overall fun. fun, but also it was just like. <laughs> so my husband does not smoke at all. He doesn't do any drugs. So I feel like when I'm too high in public, I. it's weird for me because it's probably weird for him. So I like overthink it a little bit, but um, I just have anxiety about being that high in public. I do go to the grocery store stoned as fuck, though. This was such a fun episode. And I think, like, I think every now and then we should do something like this where we're just, like, love it. hanging out. Because I think people really like it. And if they don't, I don't give a fuck. If they don't, then they can just wait till next week for the next episode. 
Thanks for checking out Wild and Moat Podcast. I'm Susan, and this is Caroline. Do you love conspiracy theories, but none of that QAnon shit? True crime, paranormal phenomena, and all things weird, unexplained, or creepy? Then you'll love spending a day every week joining us for a dive into the mysterious. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other platform you use to listen to podcasts. And remember, all stories start somewhere. Be wild, stay woke, question everything. Thank you.